This is the Rediscover State College podcast. On this show, we talk to locals about how they were able to find their happy place in Happy Valley. I'm your host, Brad Grosnick. With us today, we have Josh and Lizzie Para. Josh and Lizzie are the owners and founders of Para Design and Build, a local real estate investment and interior design company. We'll talk about how the couple found their way back to State College after moving to Boston and how they have been able to successfully support homeowners and buyers across the county. All right. So, you know, Para Design and Build is a, a local real estate investment and interior design company. That's what it says on your website. What is that? That sounds like a whole lot of things. <laughs> we do a whole lot of things. We pretty much do anything that has to do with a house from real estate sales, uh, rentals, Airbnbs, and a big chunk of our business is residential home design and remodel. Is that how it, how did it get started? Did you just start doing all these things or is it one of those those things where you started at one thing and it just kind of grew from there? Yeah, we we started with one thing and it kind of grew organically from there. So when we moved back to State College, uh, we started flipping houses. And the first house that we flipped, people weren't used to seeing that kind of style, obviously, because we had just come from Boston and living in Boston for 12 years. So you know, it was really nice. I remember a comment as uh, a, a kid walked in was, this is like an HGTV house. And um, from that point forward, we had people reaching out to us to ask them or to uh, help them with designing their kitchens or a space in their house. So we started doing that on the side and more requests started coming in as we were posting our projects to social media and it just kind of organically grew from there yeah and full disclosure my wife and i worked with you guys on our kitchen too so that was when it, when we bought our house we we moved in and we're like i don't know anything about this stuff like who out there uh can can help us and we quickly gravitated to your style like as you said you know it's this i don't know maybe maybe an urban style how would you describe the style that you have but it it was really attractive to us, you know, as young homeowners. I would say it's urban influence. Yeah, urban, modern influence. That's our style. But, you know, throughout the years and, and projects, we've learned to collaborate with different styles, which is great because it kind of pushes us outside of our boundaries and we get to yeah. um, experience new ways of doing things. Yeah, because if we did our design only most of our stuff would be very very modern we tend to be like modern minimalists in our own style but since we're always working with homeowners and they have all different style homes and they have their own different style preference we end up doing things in a traditional style we've worked in historic homes where we have to maintain that look transitional modern farmhouse so if you see some of our designs sometimes it doesn't really it's not like oh that's a para design because we're we're usually working hand in hand with whatever the style is of the homeowner. That's a pretty cool job. Did you guys, how, how did you get into this? Is, is that what you went for, to school for? Like, <laughs> I think that, that, you know, there's a lot of people that watch HGTV and, and they say like, I want to do that. And then, but you guys are, are doing it and, and thriving, you know, how, how, how did you build toward that? Well, Josh was in the Marines, so that didn't help. I didn't. I didn't go to school, uh, so. And I was a painting and drawing major at Penn State, so I guess the art kind of came from that. But I think honestly, it was just our love of homes. Right? Yeah, we. It was the passion for for houses that we had, uh -huh. you know, internally that kind of 
made it easy for us to jump into this career and um you know in all aspects of real estate actually so not just the design aspect but you know the the sales and the investing and stuff like that it's it's so cool homes are so cool and like being able to tour homes or help homeowners and see the inside i mean it's not every day that you get to see the insides of people's homes you know <laughs> so it's uh it's really cool for us and it's a it's a passion and i think that with anything in life having a passion for something will make it not seem like a job. And, you know, I think that's kind of where we fall right now. You mentioned Boston. Um, tell me a little bit about how you ended up in Boston and, and what maybe brought you back to State College. Lizzie, I know you grew up here. Yeah, so I grew up here. I was um, going to Penn State. Josh had come here after the Marines, and we met while we were bartending together at Chance, North <laughs> Atherton. And so, um, we were just pretty much going to finish up my time at Penn State, and then we wanted to move to a city as soon as I graduated because we were like, you know, this town has nothing. It's lame. We're never coming back. <laughs> so we wanted to go clubbing and be young. So we just kind of picked a city that would be within a driving distance and had water by it. We didn't really know anything about Boston. And no, I had been there once in high school. Yeah. Um, we didn't really like have jobs either. It was a very like young person move. I wasn't 21 yet even. <laughs> she was only like, what, 19? Something, 20, 19 <laughs> so or 20. I stole yeah. her away. I like finished my last year of college in the summer after my junior year because I just wanted to go to a city so badly. And so we moved to Boston and then we just had like random jobs. But then Josh got into real estate there. And I think that's where his love for home started and then he was working with investors so he got to learn kind of that side of the biz like buying a kind of old three-family brownstone and turning it into three multi-million dollar condos and we saw everybody doing quartz countertops and like really beautiful hardwoods and accordion like patio doors and we were like we have to bring all of this wherever we go and then my whole family's here so we ended up coming back when we had our kid he was two yeah and his cousin one of his cousins is six months older than him and um they're like brothers so we had come back for arts fest and saw how they connected and that was really important to us yeah so at the time we had a dog walking pet care business in boston we decided to kind of put that up for sale and see if anyone would bite and we put our house on the market it was in an up-and-coming neighborhood. The stars seemed to align and everything worked out. We got offers on both. And that was kind of our, you know, the, the deciding factor for us to move back to State College and be close to family. And the town is so much better when you have a two-year-old because <laughs> yeah. you're not looking for nightclubs. You're looking for all the playgrounds to go to. So that worked out very well. Yeah, I could say, you know, my daughter's four and the the town even reinvented itself, you know, since I lived here before I had a kid, but now that I have a kid, it's a whole, it's a whole new town and, and it's so supportive in that, in that regard. So did, when you came back to State College, was the plan to start your own venture or what was the job idea? It sounded like you were, you were entrepreneurial before this with a, your pet care business too. Yeah, we knew we could not work for other people. Right, yeah. That was like, <laughs> for sure, we couldn't work for other people. We had to like start our own business somehow because we had already had the luxury of that when we had the pet care business. But I do think after Josh was like working with these investors and then after we had had a Victorian home that was like, we kind of fixed up as we lived there. 
So I think flipping was kind of what we thought we'd do when that, we came here. And that was yeah. when we first started was to try to acquire a house to flip. That was going to be our main focus was Flip. flipping houses. And that was just going to, you know, hopefully with the profit margins on that, that would be enough to sustain our lifestyle here in State College. And it's great with chunks at a time. But when people started started asking us to help them out with uh, their home renovations, it just kind of sparked another passion for us. And um, then we kind of, I think that took so much of our time. Yeah. Because we were, they were referring their friends, or they we were working through their homes, and like do, we do their kitchen, and then we do their mudroom, and then we do their bathroom, and then we do the other bathroom. So like, it started taking up so much of our time, we couldn't really do a flip, and we would occasionally do a flip, and then we started holding the homes. Yeah, we would flip them, and then we'd be like, but we don't want to sell it because we like it, and then we turn it into a rental. And then sometimes the rentals would become Airbnbs, which is why we have so many jobs now. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what what is the market for home flipping in State College? You know, you hear so much about how the price of homes here is is high, and you know, I, I would imagine that's not that's not the ideal for a home flip. What what is the market, or what what is it like for that? It's tough because State College real estate market is so competitive and in such high demand that. Homeowners could have an okay property or a distressed property and put it on the market and it'll sell at retail value. So, you know, the whole point of a real estate investor is to get these properties that are undervalued and um, that you could kind of pay a wholesale price for. And you, we really don't have that in State College. But if you look at the sales, there are a lot of real estate investors that have been around for a while that have kind of a really good system down that could buy at a higher price and do the things that they need to do and put it on the market and and it sells. So it's just about finding the right property, but it's not as as crazy as it was in the Boston area because in the Boston area, you know, in any metropolitan area, there's a ton of distressed properties and, you know, a lot more opportunity there. Mhm. Mm what about areas outside of State College? I know you guys did a little bit of work in Phillipsburg. You might still, like, is is that an area that is undiscovered yet or untapped? Or It's hard because, like, you can definitely get homes for cheap in areas like that. There are definitely distressed homes as you get towards those outskirts. We've had some luck in Osceola Mills, Brisbane, which is, like, by house sale, and Phillipsburg. Even like if you get towards Belfont, sometimes you can get some places for cheap. The problem is that you can't put so much into them that then you've over-improved them. And then people that are looking in that area aren't looking to spend that, which is, I think, kind of what we ran into with Phillips Park. We like really went full para on the Victorian that we did there. And we ended up keeping it as a rental, which has been great. I think that it ended up working out for us. But if we hadn't had a different exit strategy, that would have been a bummer. Because you really do cap off at a certain sale point once you fix it up. Yeah, and Phillipsburg was tough too for us because, like, when we, so coming from a metropolitan area, you know, we weren't used to having yard space and off street parking. So we were hoping to capitalize on young professionals that couldn't afford state college but could live in the Phillipsburg area and commute for work. But the problem that we found was that everyone that was looking at houses there wanted 
off-street parking and a large yard. And the, the house that we have there doesn't have that. So it was a learning experience, pro- experience for <laughs> yeah. us. But I think that, you know, we shifted our focus from that to just really focused on the state college market. Yeah, it's amazing. Like my wife and I moved from New York City and when we were first looking at properties and stuff, we were looking all over because we were commuting an hour to work on the, on, on the subway and, you know, a 20 minute drive from anywhere into State College just felt like nothing. But it's just funny once you start living here that it, it just starts to feel like, oh, well, that I can't go across. T- that's all the way across town. And we're talking about like a 10 minute drive. And it's just funny how that like kind of happens. But I'm waiting for exactly like you pointed out. I think there is going to be a switch soon where where people are going to start really seeing the value of living on the outskirts of, of State College, you know, because of all because all the value. Yeah, Belfont's having that moment. We did so we did the Gamble Mill Speakeasy design project, and that took us over there a lot. And I, I think every time anybody from State College goes to Belfont, they at least have to say one time, "This town's so cute," because <laughs> it really is. And um, so I think that that Belfont's kind of having that moment, and I think that Phillipsburg certainly could have that moment. Yeah. We saw yeah, I mean, it, it's happen. pushing out. You know, the mm-hmm. State College market is pushing out towards. You know, they've got that big, they did the big giant out there between, um, on Benner Pike. Between State College and Belfont. But, yeah, between State College and Belfont. You know, Pleasant Gap's also coming up with, you know, they got that new MMA gym out there, the M2 Wrestling Center. Um, so there, you know, we, we see it happening and pushing outside of State College. So I think it's going to go in the Belfont direction before it goes over mm-hmm. the mountain. Yeah. Over the mountain, you're you're speaking like a local. Now. <laughs> I, <love that>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which mountain it is, so we just say no. Just, <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, oh, it's just oh, the next valley. Like right. the next valley. <laughs> I like when people say that too. Yeah, just one valley over. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned it briefly. A lot of the work that you're doing has has started a, a little Airbnb business for you guys. Can you talk a little bit about the Airbnb market here and and what you guys are learning there? The Airbnb market is very strong. There's a huge demand for them. Not just, I think people sometimes think it's just for football games, but they are all year round booking. We really enjoy having them. It's so much fun. We, at one point in our lives, we thought we might own an actual BNB. So the Airbnb is a nice thing for us. We know other people that have them that are very successful. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It's, it's, it's a great opportunity to have a property that you can, offer to people that don't want the norm of a hotel room, especially with some of these local hotels that haven't had been updated at all. So they want that more modern kind of flair. The reason we love it so much is because it's not, it's not getting the long-term wear and tear that a normal rental would be because after every stay, it's going in and being turned over and clean and if there are any issues, you're seeing it and you can get it taken care of right away. Yeah. So I went over and took a look at one of your Airbnbs on last Friday. And it's just like such a such a trip to walk in because it's it just it's so you guys like <laughs> there's such a there's a picture of Biggie Smalls on the on the wall. And there's kind of like neon lighting and like old school hip hop playing. You know, it, it's it's a really fun, you know, unique kind of place what's it been like trying to bring in your taste to a town um, that doesn't necessarily like have it now and what kind of reception have you had to that 
It's been good. I actually feel like we could probably do more units like the one that you saw. That was like also full para neon lights and accent LED lighting. We even have like the shampoo niche in the shower lit up. So we full Star Trek bathroom. (laughs) Like we're like very super duper modern. And we are surprised actually, I think, by how much people are loving it. And the fact that like whoever stays there is like i didn't know this was here but now every time i come to state college i'll be staying here so we have like we mentioned to you we have um a bunch of different kinds of airbnbs ones that we own with other people that we manage with other people and that we own ourselves and they're all different styles so that was the first one that we really went full para and it's been really fun for us it's been really um a great process for us and the we have return bookings for the other ones, but mm-hmm. like this one, we've seen just a lot of people are drawn to it just because it looks so different than what you see on the market right now. And um, it is, I mean, the name of it's Urban King Suite. So like we put that in there that it's got that urban flair and it resonates with the people that have moved away that are coming back for a football game and they might live in a city or something like that. It's exactly what they're used to. Just like when we were in Boston, you know, we go to the hotels in Boston and they had, they look like this. <laughs> so like if we were coming back to state college, we want to try to find something similar. And unfortunately, um, some of these hotels don't have that. So yeah. when they come across a, a cool Airbnb, you know, they're happy to book it. And some of the Airbnbs, I think in this town too, were like more like leftover linens and like mismatched <laughs> towels and and like a, a bed that's just like on a frame but there's no like headboard and it's like somebody's I don't know drop ceiling basement or something like <laughs> I think that sometimes the Airbnbs just were something like I have a spare space and I'm gonna stick a like blow up mattress in it and rent it out so that's not our yeah model. that's not what we do <laughs> no. I'm curious so where, where do you see para built and design going in the next five to ten years I think that we'd love to to do new builds yeah. and and work with homeowners on you know from the ground up working hand in hand with an architect and really creating some cool houses. We have a couple I have a couple real estate clients that are alumni that live out of state that they've been watching the market here to move back, you know, they're just looking for the right time that have expressed interest in doing it and working with us. So I think that's going to be the next thing for us. That'll really help us. I mean, it's going to be a learning process, but it's also going to really help us showcase, you know, what we can do in our style because the clients that have shown interest, they're interested in like the the, the para style, that modern kind of flair. And I do think that's something to consider, like with people moving into this town from elsewhere, they're looking at the market and they're seeing a lot of homes that are not updated but maybe have so much potential or they're seeing like really cool neighborhoods that have lots, but they're wondering if there's going to be a builder that can actually build what they would want on that lot. So I think that like we see ourselves being able to either take a home of unupdated home in college Heights and work with that home and the homeowner and the town to upgrade it to their, you know, kind of city style and or like if they wanted to get a lot and we could work with a builder and actually build them their dream home and they don't have to make sacrifices just because it's in central Pennsylvania. Like we can do that here. We can make a really beautiful home in state college. Yeah, there's a lot of like cool things that, 
you know, I follow still a lot of the builders in Boston and um, my friends over there are real estate developers and I'm seeing the stuff that they're doing and we haven't, a lot of it, we haven't had the opportunity to kind of implement here in State College. So on a new build to be able to do all these cool things and like make the house really stand out is going to be something that's really cool for us. Yeah. Awesome. Lots to look forward to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to enter our segment called How to Do the Thing, where we ask you to briefly lay out for us in three actionable steps how to do the thing, or at least how to get started doing the thing. The thing in this case is successfully working in real estate and interior design in State College. What would you say are three actionable steps our listeners could take toward achieving that goal? Okay. I think probably shadowing somebody is always a good thing yeah. to do. Finding a mentor. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that applies to pretty much everything we do. You do not want to go into any of the real estate stuff or flipping homes or doing design or managing an Airbnb without following along with somebody who has done that before. So finding a good mentor is like step one and maybe step two also right. <laughs> for those things. And I think Probably another thing is having a good team. One of the things that we struggled with at the beginning was knowing um, who to align ourselves with. The nice thing about State College is that it's such a bubble that people have really good advice if you ask them. So you can talk to people like say you wanted to get into home design. You obviously need resources, places to get like stuff like um, like Bilo for plumbing things and YBC for cabinets or your dimensions or CSI, like we have all these vendors we use. So you want to talk to people and find out who they've had good experiences with and who they would not want to work with again. <laughs> and that way you don't learn from your mistakes, you learn from other people's mistakes. So definitely finding a good crew, a good team, and people to align um, yourself with that do good work and have a good reputation in a small town, because reputation in this town is obviously very important. The third step would be to jump in and do it i think yeah take that chance because you could be a big fish in a small pond so just go for it right right yeah cool thank you so much thanks thanks for joining us for this episode of the rediscover state college podcast if you like what you heard and want to hear more please subscribe to the rediscover state college podcast wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to connect with josh and lizzie about anything we just talked about or you just have some thoughts about real estate and interior design in State College, email us at hello at rediscoverstatecollege.com.